direct from News Talk ZB's team at Parliament, the Beehive Buzz. Beehive Buzz. Well, it's Thursday. That's time for the Beehive Buzz. ZB's political reporter Aaron Darman has joined me in the studio. Nice to see you face to face. We are reasonably close, aren't we? Does it We're make very you nervous? It always a pleasure. Does it make you nervous being that close? Oh, I'm never with you. Nick. <laughs> That's all right. I'm sort of looking at you, and you know that you're right there. You know, can you hear? Are you are you on testing one two? Are you going, Aaron? Yes, yes I'm going. Yep. No. Uh, that's weird. Something's not going with Aaron. Just one second. We've got technical staff here. We are in a new studio, so uh, there is kind of a few issues here and there, but we've got Aaron Darman. He's in the studio. All good now? We're oh, good there now. we go. Yeah, there you go. Like a charm. <laughs> like a charm. Right. Back to business. Uh, nice, nice to see you for you. You know, anyway, Prime Minister's trip to the United States is well underway. Everyone seems to be chatting about her appearance in the late night show. For me, uh, I've got to say it's cringeworthy. I completely disagree with you, Nick. Okay, completely. Okay, good, good. Look, I mean, I, when it comes to these types of appearances, it's just not for us, right? It's for the overseas okay. audience. It's for the people overseas. And I think Jacinda Ardern is good. She's just very, very good when it comes to those international uh, TV shows, when it comes to selling New Zealand. She's a great salesperson, and I think she did a really good job there. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's agree to disagree on that. I kind of feel this tour is a little bit like Thelma and Louise. It's kind of like, you know, her out there and just showing off and I just don't you know if she sees Biden then that's fine you know what I mean that then all all everything I said beforehand off great fantastic but if she's going all over the states and, and she's doing a lot of travel around the states she's all over the place you know and not seeing you know, Joe Biden, this, that's that's a bit disappointing. Completely agree with you. I think the Joe Biden uh, visit and meeting has to be top of mind. And uh, we're expecting an announcement. It's, it's sort of hanging in the balance at the moment. We're expecting an announcement possibly today on whether that Joe Biden visit will happen. Of course, I mean, when we look at that Colbert appearance as well. It wasn't just kind of selling New Zealand as fun as it was. I mean, we saw those uh, very, very tragic uh, shootings yesterday uh, at that Texas primary school. And Jacinda Ardern was actually behind the scenes preparing to uh, to appear on Col- Colbert when it happened. Uh, and so she had an immediate reaction to that. Here's what she said. Oh, we don't have that audio. That's all good. We will, we will, we will get the audio. We just. You no, know, when just I watch from afar out. and see events such as those today, I think of them not as a politician. I see them just as a mother, and I'm so sorry for what has happened here. So very, uh, I think, yeah. visibly emotional when I watched it. Uh, we don't always see emotion from Jacinda Ardern, but in that moment, you could tell that I think she was she was visibly shaken. Yeah, I've just for me, and I don't want to sound like that grumpy old man. And you'll put me in my place if I do, <laughs> and I know you will, and that's great. That's why you're here. But I just feel like that, you know, when I say cringeworthy, the little burgers that you know on top of a face, and it just feels to me. And I've got a chili bin full of food. For I know me. what you mean. I mean, it's it, it's it's marketable. They're stunts, absolutely. They're political stunts, but I think, like I say, uh, when we go overseas, it's those it's those types of uh, gimmicky, uh, fun little things that actually draw the attention of the American public. You have travelled on these sort of trips. Are they as good as what we you you and we perceive they are? I think often they have a real impact in terms of, particularly at the moment, we are now open for business. We have to tell the world we have been a bit of a, a, a hermit nation for a little bit. We've locked down for quite some time, and so we have to tell the world that we're back open. And so I do think that these are very effective. Of course, 
every trip has its own pros and cons. And if we don't meet, if we don't get that meeting with Joe Biden, uh, then Jacinda Ardern will have to really argue her case that this wasn't just a junket. Do you believe there's going to be any um, uh, objection, um, bad things to come with China with the fact that you know, that she's so lovey-dovey with the US right now. I mean, China doesn't like it, do they? It's a difficult time for Jacinda Ardern to draw and walk that political line, particularly being in the US, right as we see these kind of China-US tensions ramp up. This Just this morning, I've obtained uh, some draft copies of what China is calling its Pacific Island country's common development vision and also its five-year action plan. That It's distributed that to Pacific leaders ahead of a meeting with those leaders. Now, this covers everything from policing, security, economic cooperation. And we're talking, I mean, China wants a free trade area. It wants high-level police training, criminal investigation labs in the Pacific. It wants to uh, set up scholarships in China for Pacific students, one million for the Pacific Island Forum. So China making some serious moves into the Pacific. We've obviously seen the Solomon Islands Agreement. And uh, for Jacinda Ardern now, she will be very, very aware uh, that both New Zealand and now Australia with its new Prime Minister need to need to front to that. And neither America or Australia like the idea of it, do they? I mean, we've been pretty quiet about it. We're not making too much noise about it, but America's been pretty out there that, that China are getting into the Pacific and they don't want We, we want peace and security. security. We want peace we and, want... and money. And the Polynesians want the money. Let's be fair, don't they? Those very poor Polynesian countries are seeing China as just giving them some money. So we understand that too, don't we? There is absolutely investment at play here. And when if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'm going to give you a million bucks here, I'm going to give you training here, I'm going to give you education here, let's have a free trade agreement, why wouldn't you be open to that? Which is where New Zealand and Australia needs to front up and start to have some, I guess, more constructive dialogue to go, okay, what can we offer? Okay. Nanaya Mahuta recently announced that she has had no official contact with our ambassador to Russia since the invasion of Ukraine. When I read this, I went, oh my God, that's not right. The government has been so reluctant to be drawn on this argument as to whether or not we should expel the Russian ambassador because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. National has been calling for it. And in these revelations, and actually Nanai Mahuta hasn't even been talking to the Russian ambassador, hasn't even really made an effort to talk directly to the Russian ambassador or to the Russian ambassador's office. It does seem uh, bizarre. Of course, we have seen a bit of a shift when it comes to Nanai Mahuta's communication lines that she often will communicate via the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade, so through MFAT, while previous foreign ministers are more inclined to perhaps just pick up the phone and have a chat to different ambassadors. So there is that difference in communication anyway, but I would think when you've got a war going on on the other side of the world, you pick up the phone, you say, hey, can we have a conversation about this? Let's sort it out. And and be the face of it. Yeah. Be the face of it. She's not the face of it. No. That's what I don't understand. It's like she's in a cupboard hiding away from it. When you when normal people would read this, they would say that's not what a foreign minister's job is. Well, a foreign minister should be very aggressively ensuring that New Zealand's best interests are at heart. And our best interests, as we have demonstrated through our efforts to help the Ukrainian uh, the Ukrainians Ukrainians efforts in the war zone, uh, is that we want to support Ukraine, not Russia, which would diplomatically indicate that we should also be talking to the Russian ambassador here. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. I mean, it, we've a lot of weak ministers, isn't there? I know, I know you can't comment on that, but I can. That's my job. I'm a talkback host. But you start putting Potu Williams and her, and suddenly there's some, some 
damn weak ministers that aren't doing their job. Anyway, I know you can't comment on that. That's not your job. Your job's to give us the stories, and you do it fantastically. Congratulations on all the good work you've been doing, by the way. Beehive Buzz, uh, we do it every Thursday. Today we did it with political reporter Aaron Darman, which is always a pleasure. Now you can just toddle off back down to your other <laughs> studio at the Beehive and wander around in your nice, uh, expensive suit and uh, enjoy your afternoon. Thanks, Fresh. Nick. Appreciate it.